welcome to Design 30. All right, in this episode, we will be discussing affordances and signifiers. So these are parts of design that are frequently used, although people don't always know that they're using them, and they're commonly confused. Um, I think a lot of people will look at an affordance as a signifier, or they will think that all signifiers are also affordances. And to be honest, it's kind of confusing, but hopefully this episode will be able to shed a little bit of light on this situation. So I will go through a few descriptions uh, and then I will dive into examples, provide a few quotes from uh, some books that I really love and I think you will too. And with that, let's just dive right in. So starting with an affordance. Essentially, an affordance is the relationship between a human and an object. And in the case of product design, that's often between the user and the product. And commonly, affordances are considered to be physical. Uh, In many ways, they determine the actual interaction between the human and the object based on their physical design. For example, a chair supports your body and it supports your body weight. It's also shaped in such a way that you can sit in it. So you would say that it affords sitting. And then a lightweight chair, such as a camping chair, would afford picking it up and moving it. Whereas a bench um, that's bolted to the ground does not afford you lifting it up and moving it to different places. So not being able to move it could also be called an anti-affordance. So it's preventing some specific action. An affordance that isn't easily noticed um, can have its presence notified by a signifier. So a signifier shows where an affordance exists. They tell you where to interact or where to find the affordance. Signifiers also help improve communication from the designer to the user via the product. And I will show some examples of that uh, right now. So looking at a door with a handle that, let's say they're all the same color. So being the same color can be difficult to distinguish where that handle actually exists on the door. It just kind of all blends in. So what a handle does is affords opening the door. So it's important to know where the handle actually is at. Therefore, changing the color of the handle would act as a signifier. It differentiates it from the rest of the door. It brings your attention to that specific location where the affordance to opening the door exists. Another example that I actually used in a previous episode is my electric kettle. I'm still using it, still love it. Um, And as you might remember from this previous episode, this kettle has a stainless steel body and then it has a cork handle and a cork uh, smaller handle on the lid itself. And then at the base of it is this large plastic base. So in this scenario, the handle affords grabbing the kettle and lifting it, 
But the cork that it's made out of, being a different color and material, signifies that this is a place different from the stainless steel body. So it's likely a place you need to grab the kettle. Same as the cork handle on the lid. This matches the color of the cork handle on the body and also signifies that this is the place where you are supposed to grab. This is where uh, there's an affordance to lift the lid off of the electric kettle. And finally, the plastic base, uh, it affords or anti-afforded, anti-affords uh, heat transfer. So it allows you to set the kettle uh, on your countertop without burning it or anything like that. And the fact that it's plastic, it looks different. So it tells you as the user, there's something different about the base of this. It's not made out of metal. Therefore, it's unlikely to be hot and burn you or burn your countertops. So those are some really simple examples, but I think they help get this idea of an affordance and this idea of a signifier across in a pretty simple way. So now I wanna go through a few quotes. Um, of course, a lot of these quotes are gonna be from the design of everyday things because I'm gonna be quoting that a ton. Um, so the first one I wanna start with is about affordances. And so here Don Norman says, affordance is not a property. An affordance is a relationship. Whether an affordance exists depends on the properties of both the object and the agent. Glass affords transparency. At the same time, its physical structure blocks the passage of most physical objects. As a result, glass affords seen through and support, but not the passage of air or most physical objects. The blockage of passage can be considered an anti-affordance, the prevention of interaction. Another quote on affordances is from my book, not my book, but the book I own, Universal Principles of Design by William Lidwell. And in this book, they say, a property in which the physical characteristics of an object or environment influence its function. So an, an affordance is a property in which the physical characteristics of an object or environment influence its function. Going back to the design of everyday things by Don Norman, he describes uh, signifiers in a pretty helpful way as well. He says the term signifier refers to any mark or sound, any perceivable indicator that communicates appropriate behavior to a person. And then bringing the two concepts together, he says, affordances determine what actions are possible. Signifiers communicate where the action should take place. So going back to some of our examples, a signifier is typically something you see that's communicating to you that there's an affordance here. And then the affordance is commonly an actual physical characteristic of the product, such as the cork handle that's shaped in such a way that you can grab it and lift the tea kettle. So now moving on to uh, the design 30 discipline. Uh, this is gonna be a shorter episode. So hopefully your commute is flying by when you listen to this. Um, but the first design 30 discipline will be to find two products in your house and write down all of their affordances. 
So that should be fairly simple looking at handles, where you grab, um, how the product is meant to be interacted with. And then secondly, write down all of the signifiers that you can identify on the product. After those two, you can move to thinking through how the signifiers or affordances could be changed, improved, or what could be added. Uh, so this is putting on your design cap and actually looking at different ways to improve the product. Fourthly, uh, I want you to actually sketch out a new design for at least one of the products. And then finally, uh, the fifth step would be to build a prototype. And as I've mentioned a lot, this can be as simple as building it out of a piece of paper. If you have a 3D printer, that's an awesome way to do it. Uh, cardboard, clay, uh, even just building it up in PowerPoint using their simple squares and circles and lines. Uh, anything that allows you to actually think through how this, we, how this would be uh, put together, manufactured and helps you to better think through the design itself. And with that, I will bring this shorter episode to a close. As always, please subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already and send it to friends, family, coworkers, uh, anyone who you think would uh, enjoy it. And then also look up Learn Design 30 on Instagram. I uh, would love to have you uh, follow the podcast there. And, oh, of course, rate the podcast. Uh, I say this just about every episode. It's super helpful. So if you can rate the podcast, that would be awesome. And as usual, you can find Design 30 on YouTube as well as on Substack. And with that, we will close this episode. Thank you very much for listening.